Hi, and welcome to A Sober Girls Podcast. My name is Sherry, and I am your host. Every Wednesday, we get together and we talk about our journey in sobriety, what we used to be like, what happened, and what we are like now. I've been sober for over 10 years now, and I realized that one of the biggest mistakes I ever made was just putting the plug in the jug and not drinking. I never took care of my emotional sobriety, did my step work, or was fully involved in the program until it was almost too late. This is my story, my experience, strength, and hope and what life is like for me on a daily basis as a recovering alcoholic and addict. I am so glad that you are with me and now let's get into it. What's up fam and happy Wednesday. So guess what? (laughs) Merry Christmas last week. Evidently my um episode did not get posted last week so um here we are we are posting this um a week after christmas even though it's christmas week but merry christmas i hope that you had a good christmas and it went well and that episode ended up being on the wednesday before christmas so i really hope that you were able to apply some of those things that i talked about in that episode um Since that other episode, I went to a Christmas party, and I was able to apply some of those things at the Christmas party, and luckily my husband was with me, and it was his work party, and (laughs) it was was insane because people get a lot more drunk at Christmas work parties than I remember, Um, and it's kind of funny to sit back, and that's where some of the sloppy happened. (laughs) I was just like, whoa, yeah. This is why I'm glad I don't drink anymore. So if the conference wasn't a reminder that I can do good things and hard things, um, that work party absolutely positively was one that reminded me (laughs) that I can do hard things. Um, It was interesting to watch people just completely schnockered. And some were were having fun and some could handle it well and others could not. And it just was a nice reminder when I went home that evening. Oh my goodness, that I am sober. (laughs) So um, it was a lot of fun. Um, I actually ended up winning a $50 gift card because I won the first game of bingo. Um, I didn't win any more games after that, so I was kind of annoyed. But... I did win a heater, like one of those really cool heaters that you put outside and everybody stands around and drinks in the freezing cold weather and um, hangs out by the heater instead of just going inside. Yeah, that's that's what I got. And I was so excited, you guys. My husband was like, what are we going to do with this? And I'm like, this is going to be so much fun. So um, we got this thing and this big heavy box and I will post it on Instagram because it's so funny and um, his annoyance was even more funny to me. <laughs> um, but I definitely was so excited because I had won two things that evening and I stayed sober and it was just an absolutely fantastic night. Oh, the other night um, I got a little bit bored. The house is clean. My mom is coming for the holidays. Um, She actually arrives tonight, and um, she is coming for the holidays. And so I deep clean the house once a month, and I just chose to wait a bit bit later in the month um, so that I could really deep clean the house before she got here. And um, after I was done deep cleaning the house, of course, I was exhausted, but my son was hanging out with some friends, 
and husband's at work, and I decided to put together this huge heater by myself. And I did that because, number one, I'm a Virgo and I'm stubborn. And number two, I, why not? Um, I'm a self-sufficient human being, and I know that that sounds a little ridiculous because we all think we're self-sufficient human beings, but um, every now and then we need help. So, um, this episode is going to be called Following the Instructions, and it's weird because um, you you know how when you get something, you look at the instructions? Ikea, for instance, let's be honest. How many of you have put together something from Ikea and just been like, yeah, nope. And so all you do is look at the pictures or look at the item and just kind of guesstimate how it goes together. And eventually, you know, eventually after three or four hours of cussing and throwing things, it does go together and it does look right. Um, and those Ikea instructions were just miserable, but it was cheap and it was worth it and it's cute. And then there's other things that people look at and they see it and they go, oh, I know how to put that together. And they don't need the instructions, right? Like they just don't, forget it. Like it's, I know what I'm doing. I don't need the instructions. Well, this is one time in my life where I decided that following the instructions would actually probably be beneficial to me because this was a very large metal container with a lot of sharp edges. So after years of fighting myself of just eyeing things up and doing them on my own, I decided that in order to save my metacarpals and phalanges that I would follow the instructions. So I sat down and blasted myself some Christmas music and pulled out the instructions and started going to work on this thing. And it was going really smoothly. Um, a couple of the screws didn't work. They were too big, which I thought was interesting because they were all the same size. So that was really interesting. But I got to the end of putting, there's the um, holder where the propane tank goes and then this huge pole that goes up to the heater. And on top of that, before you put the heater on top, there's this little tray, this little light-up tray that you can put your little cute drinks on and everything. It's purely aesthetic, like nothing more than that. And it was, it wasn't going on easily. Number one, I'm short. My husband came home just in time and he's like, what are you doing? And <laughs> luckily he was home to help. And we were looking at the instructions and we were like, God, this should go on here. Like, why... Why is it not going on there? And we were like, okay, we're going to have to modify this to figure out what's going on. And so we had to actually take apart the table, um, not take it apart, take it apart, but um, we had to lower the pole so that we could actually put the table on. And what had happened was that either in shipping or manufacturing, the top of the pole had not been perfectly circular so when we went to go slide the table down with the little clamp on it it was tearing apart the inside of the table and the clamp so we had to use a screwdriver to hold open the clamp so it could slide down onto the pole and then it was no big deal and then we were able to finish up and it made me think of all the times in my life that I just wanted to do things on my own 
and I didn't need the instructions. I was going to do it on my own. I don't need to listen to anybody. I already know what I'm doing. I'm grown. I can make my own decisions. And I just kept, in my life, taking that table and ramming it on the pole and ramming it on the pole. And eventually what happened was, after so many times of trying it my way, the inside of that table, you guys, it was all chewed up. All chewed up. And it would still go on the pole, but it probably wasn't going to work that great. So that being said, I really started to think about all the times in my life where I hadn't really followed the instructions and tried to do it my own way and how I applied that to my drinking. And I started thinking about all the things in my life that I tried to finagle on my own and not tell anyone about or ask for help because I didn't want to be seen as weak. I wanted to do something to completion and I wanted to be able to um, take care of things on my own. So not asking for help became a huge part of not leading to my alcoholism but enhancing my alcoholism. And it also led to me doing things like losing my jobs or getting charged with felonies because I simply didn't change my address. I didn't want to be an inconvenience. There were so many things that I didn't see as a big deal, right? Like, oh, I didn't change my address, no big deal. Or, oh, I'm just going to do this while I'm at work, no big deal. Or, oh, I'm just going to skip this, no big deal. But what happens when you're putting something together and you get to the end and there's a missing screw? And you're like, oh, well, okay, well, it looks like it's put together right, so it must be good. And then two months into using that item, it falls apart. And all because that one screw is missing because we did not take the time to put together the item properly. There have been so many things that I've put together in my life that I've had to manipulate to get them to work the way I wanted to or put them together in a shoddy way just to get it to work. And had I just followed the instructions, had I just been doing what I should have been doing, then those things wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have fallen apart the way it did. It might not have worked out the way that I wanted it to, but if you're manipulating a situation, is it really working the way you want it to? If you have to truly get in there and make a huge manipulation or change or leave some screws out or, you know, put something in it to make it work, it's not really put together correctly. So when things aren't put together correctly, they are bound to fall apart at some point. And it really dawned on me that the more that I use my program properly, the more that I'm in touch with AA, the more that I do the next right thing, my life continues to get better. And I know that it's exhausting when you forget a screw and you go back and you are like, oh my God, I absolutely cannot leave that screw out. If I leave that screw out, this thing will fall apart. So you gotta start from the top and you gotta work your way all the way down to find that screw. Now, luckily for some people, that screw might be right there somewhere at the top or in the middle and they don't have to do too, too much work. You know, just, it's an annoyance really. 
But most of us, we forget the screw all the way down at the bottom, my friends. And we've got to take that thing apart and we're swearing and we're cussing and we are fighting ourselves to get that goddamn thing put together and torn apart just to put that one screw in. And we get down there and we realize that it's down at the bottom, right? It's down at the bottom. It's down at the structure. It's down on the inside and it's attached to the pole. That pole, you guys, is where the tube goes through <laughs> to feed the heat from the propane. Now, yes, it's coated. It's safe. It's, I get it. They did it all the right ways. But what does heat do? Is it, or what happens to metal when heat hits it? <laughs> God, can you tell I'm not like a sciencey science person? I'm trying to sound smart. Basically, heat expands, stupid. So basically, what I'm doing is I'm taking an object and I'm leaving a screw out of that object, right? And this heat expands. The heat expands. The propane's on the bottom. This huge fireball thing is up on top. And if I forget that screw, if I forget that that is something that needs to be put in and it's on the plate that holds part of the structure together, when that puppy expands, guess what's going to happen? Yep, you're right. It's going to fall apart. And it's not so much that it's not protected. It's not so much that, you know, the heat goes through the pole. It, it goes through a tube in the pole. But the point is that... If you are even trying to play with the integrity of your structure, then you are literally, in this case, playing with fire. You could hurt and damage someone. You could lose your home. You could lose your deck. That two-cent screw could cost you your life. Think of that. That two-cent screw could cost you your life. And that is something that absolutely blows my mind because we are in such a rush all the time, because we want to do it ourselves all the time, because we want to eye things up, not pay attention, not look at the instructions, because we find things in life to be done in order as a, what's the word that I'm looking for, an annoyance. Because we do those things and we find them annoying, then we don't want to do them the right way. And I, for one, am hugely guilty for the aspect of I want to get things done and move on to the next thing because I know that there's so many things that I want to or need to accomplish in a certain amount of time. And so I rush through things. And now I have to go back in and put the fucking screw in. And now it's going to take extra time where if we were just to follow the instructions the first time, it wouldn't have taken extra time. It wouldn't be something that we have to constantly fight with in order to fix. So think back to a couple of things that you definitely didn't follow the instructions on and how they went. And yeah, sure, they might, you know, fit the bill for now, but what did you really gain from it? Um, one thing for me that I definitely missed the screw on was college. Um... I definitely did not do that the right way. Obviously, that was the height of my drinking, so it's very obvious that it was probably not going to be okay. I was not going to retain learning, and I did the bare minimum to get by. I did the bare minimum to get my degree, and even in some cases, I manipulated the system in order to complete courses um, that I didn't didn't want to, couldn't take, um, tried passing, but to be completely transparent, 
I probably didn't apply myself the way I should have um, to do that. I found myself really um, in a sinking ship in college trying to um, throw water over the side with a bucket and plug holes as the ship was going down. And the fact that I even have a diploma um, blows my mind every day because... That is something that I really did piecemeal together, the entire thing, all of it. How I ended up with two bachelor's degrees out of it is only because I got lazy and kept taking so many classes, all the easy classes, that I ended up with two majors. Um, and that's on working in criminal justice, folks. <laughs> like, criminal justice um, is unfortunately a very easy degree to get, and... Um, the political science one kicked my ever-loving ass, and I'm glad that it did because that is one thing that I continue to apply absolutely every single day. It was something that definitely interested me as well, so um, I would pay attention 85% of the time in those courses. I would still go drunk and everything like that or high or hungover, but I definitely showed up for those classes. But yeah, I actually had a dream about it last night, and... I dreamt about going to college again and all these failed classes that I took or had to take before I could get my degree. And it just really made me thankful that I even have my degree because, man, the way that I really shit the bed on all of college, it it there's just no way I should have the degree that I do. But I am very, very thankful that I do. And I can't say that I wish I would have sobered up sooner because I think saying I wish I would have sobered up sooner um, really dampens the message on our story because I should have, would have, could have are great, but if I would have sobered up sooner, I wouldn't have the stories that I do to share with you now. I wouldn't have the things that I know now that would have helped me. So God's plan is always, always better than ours. And so I sobered up right on time. I sobered up when I was supposed to. And um, I really feel like it has taught me a lot about following the instructions and slowing down. It's taught me a lot about doing things the correct way and not taking the cheap or the convenient way out. The hard work is so much better when you do it the right way. And I think this applies a lot to our fourth and fifth step as well. Um, I know for me, with my fifth step, when I did it with my sponsor, um, as I was doing my fourth step, there were things that I wasn't remembering immediately that when I was doing my fifth step and I would tell her about something, then I'd be like, oh my gosh, wait, but that brings up something else. So if you're intentionally leaving things out of your fourth and fifth step, you're not giving yourself truly an advantage um, over something that could be beneficial for you um, because if you're leaving those things out, you're not going to heal properly. And then when those other things that do pop up that you are trying to remember um, happen, you're going to be in a world of hurt. And no one likes to do a fourth and fifth step more than once, but I've been starting to do them annually and they actually help a lot. And also taking my 10th step you know, at night before I go to bed also really helps. That personal inventory really, really helps. Um, helps keep me on the straight and narrow. 
helps keep me self-aware. Um, and asking God to grant me serenity is also another huge thing that I definitely do. Because if I don't ask for those things, I know that I will not be right. I will not be able to move through my day or my bedtime properly. So following the instructions has become very, very, very important to me. Um, because I absolutely find that they are necessary in order for me to have a productive life, for me to be a good partner, good employee, good CEO, good mother, you know, all these different things. If I'm not following the instructions and just doing whatever I want, hopping around and making choices that are only beneficial to me, then I am not being a productive member of society and I'm definitely not working the program. And there's a gentleman um, that I follow, he played for the Savannah Bananas, but now he's working back on his pro career, and his name is Emmanuel, and he's just a really cool guy, and um, a lot of people were upset that he wasn't coming back to the Savannah Bananas, um, and his goal for his life is to continue to improve his game so that he can get into the pros, and Savannah Bananas are taking a different route. They're a lot of fun. They're going to be like the Harlem Globetrotters of baseball. It's going to be really awesome. But that's not what Emmanuel wanted, and so he stepped away um, from that money and that opportunity to chase something that he knew he really, really wanted. And he put his faith and trust in the process, and that is something that really, truly spoke to me because it's really hard to know when you're doing the next right thing. It's basically taking a blind leap of faith. And he inspired me to continue to do the next right thing. You know, it's not always easy. And you want to have fun, right? And being on the Savannah Bananas is fun. But also, there are parts of it, too, where it's fun. But is it what you need right now? For, for the people who are on the bananas, they absolutely need the bananas right now and it's what they want and it's their passion and it's exciting and it's awesome um but for others it just wasn't what they wanted at the time it wasn't the opportunity that they wanted to pursue and that's absolutely okay but by doing the next right thing by knowing what's right for yourself or not knowing what's right for yourself you're going to open those doors and those avenues up and it can be scary it, it can be really really scary and when you're given a set of instructions to follow and you can't see what the object looks like at the end, that can be really scary and frustrating. And so just trusting the process, trusting that you know how it's going to be put together and at the end it's going to be solid. I mean, I get it. It's really a, a pain in the ass to trust and rely on something other than yourself. So I'm going to encourage you this holiday season um, to really kind of stop and read the instructions before you put things together and watch how much better the outcome can be for you, for yourself, for your family. Um, I know a lot of you probably got some annoying toys, some really awesome gifts, um, TVs, electronics, things like that. So just trust the process. Watch it be put together in a manner which it was intended and see how much better it works out and how much frustration it saves. I know that for me, I look forward to 
following the instructions a little bit more because now I've seen how it works out. I know that if I just trust the process and follow the instructions and make the right decisions that it works out a lot better. And that's exactly how I feel about the 12-step program of AA as well is, you know, we're given these set of steps to do for a specific reason. We're given these steps in order, not jumping around so that we can actually follow them and go back to them and know what we need to completely build our foundation and our structure. So I hope you spend some time with that this week. Really think about the things in your life that you could really build better or do better. Um, this is something that I think we should all really truly be doing, and especially in the spirit of the holiday season, that self-reflection is so important. Being able to look at ourselves and go, yes, this is what I need to improve on. And don't do a whole New Year's resolution crap. No one cares. You don't stick to it. It doesn't matter. If you want to do something, just do it. If you want to be a part of something, be a part of it. If you want to be involved in something, then be involved in it. But make sure that you're doing it the correct way. Make sure that you're following the instructions because if you miss something in the steps, anything and everything can fall apart. I hope that you guys had an amazing Christmas. I am so thankful for you guys. I cannot believe it's almost the new year, but that means that I'm closer to baseball. And as of today, it's 99 days away from opening day of baseball. So I'm on the downward slope instead of looking, you know, at the World Series. Now I'm looking at um, home opener. So I hope that you guys really have an amazing Christmas, had an amazing Christmas. I love you so much. I will be back and it'll be the new year, and I'm not going to be back better than before. I'm going to be back myself because that's the way I choose to be. And I hope that you also love yourself the way that you are. Have a good weekend, guys, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of A Sober Girls Podcast. I hope that you heard something that resonated with you and that you can take with you for the next week until we meet again. You can find me on Instagram at A Sober Girls Pod. You can also follow me and friends at Sober City Movement on Instagram as well. If you live in the Richmond area, follow me at Sober in Richmond where we, we plan local sober meetups. Or if you're just traveling and looking for a friend in the area, there's one of us in almost every city across the continent. Struggling and need help? Just remember that you are not alone. You can reach out to me and any of my friends on Instagram, send us a message. Or if you are in immediate need of help, please search out your sponsor, the closest sober friend, or go online to aa.org to find a meeting that you can attend. There are also Zoom meetings, which you can find on aa.org as well. Have a safe week, and until next time, fam, be well.